everyone and welcome to our next episode of the Common Europeans podcast. The only podcast from Common Europeans where we ask our guests one crucial question and that is what does it really mean to be European? My name is Matej Keka and as always I'm going to be your host for today's episode. my great honor and pleasure to welcome here with me my guest who is in my opinion one of the greatest human beings that ever lived and that I had the opportunity to meet <clears throat> soon you will find out why he's also my very good friend and most importantly our future host on this podcast his name is Paolo Piccolotto he's from the north of the Italy more precisely from a small town called Azolo which I consider as one of the most beautiful places in Italy that was for example very recently visited by the well-known Hollywood actor Brad Pitt and this small village is located in the region of Veneto so Paolo I'm happy to have you Hello. here today <laughs> yes thanks Matei and please can you tell us something about yourself for example okay. where do you work what what was your career path what have you done so far in your life for example okay 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 hello everybody i'm paolo uh, like matei told you before i come from the northeast of italy in not so far from venice area and uh, i am a social worker and i work uh, in I work with uh, refugees people and I work in a program that uh, help refugees for being integrated uh, in the Italian society and help them to uh, like uh, to join in some professional course to have uh, more chance to find a job and and next to find a room or a place to live and this is yes this is my job and i work like social worker since 2008 mm -hmm. and uh, yes i work a lot with uh, children and, and now i'm working with adult people so can you tell me please what is the most difficult <clears throat> Before we start with the actual questions, what is the most because this is a very interesting job and I think it's very demanding. So what is the most one of the most difficult things about this job? Okay. Uh, first the salary. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, but maybe the first thing is that uh, the my work in this period is uh, is not so supported from the local population. So it's really hard sometimes to work because uh, one of my goals is to create like a network around these people, a local network that can help these people to be integrated. And it's not easy because uh, in a period, in a political period where the refugees are used like fear like you know something that can Dangerous. make you know fear to the people and 
so and many political parties use this. Uh, so it's hard. Sometimes it's really hard, but sometimes I'm surprised because there are people that fortunately they think like me and they think that we are human beings, so we have to help each other. Amazing. <clears throat> it is, I also wanted to say that this is also one of the great things that I admire about you as a person because I understand it has to be it has to be very difficult to deal with the this kind of pressure from local population especially so let me start with the first question and then we can go okay. through some other questions mm -hmm. as well so how many countries you have been to in Europe okay I have been, I think, in uh, eight to nine countries in Europe. If you consider Europe also Eastern Europe, so country like Ukraine or a country like this, that they are not included in the Union, European Union. Yeah, we. Ah, yes. We nine actually, countries. We actually, I, I mean. In this case, we consider Europe also Turkey, you know. Okay, okay, okay. Ukraine. So, yes, nine countries, I think. And which one of these countries is your favorite? And tell me why. Mm. Uh, it's a hard question. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate, for example, Spain. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, it's Spain. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> for example, a country that I uh, was really surprised to visit, and it's still, uh, it is still in my heart, and it's Estonia, for example. Mm -hmm. I have been, okay, only in Tallinn, but I was really surprised from this really, really nice town. Uh, really, also is a historical heritage, uh, keep it in a really good way and a really organized city. Which is something um, that you don't see that much in Italy? Uh, no, no. <laughs> for example, I was really surprised for um, the chance to get connection in that period. Mm -hmm. I spoke about minimum. 10 years ago, so I was really surprised to see, for example, that you can get connection in the bus uh, or uh, <laughs> something that here in Italy, I think, uh, also now, it's uh, really, really rare. <laughs> no, but I really appreciate uh, Tallinn because as this really nice historical center, but also the, how can you say, the suburban part is mm -hmm. really nice because as... Uh, this style of the houses that is really a mix of, uh, can I say, Finnish uh, design with uh, Soviet uh, realism. So it's really interesting. I like this kind of thing. It's like the 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 merge between the cultures, no? That you can still see yes, yeah. who who was actually the one who was ruling the the place before. So I want to ask you another question that is. A little bit connected with the previous one in terms of the f favorite place and I would like to ask you if you can tell me one thing that you like about the Europe and then one thing that you don't like 
Uh, okay, uh, thanks for the question. And <clears throat> what I like from Europe? Uh, I like from Europe because uh, if we think uh, in a Western way, we can consider that Europe is the origin of everything and. Uh, from Europe, uh, of course, me, I love uh, Europe because uh, I like <coughs> I like a lot of history. So I think that uh, better than Europe for history, <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> now, there are so many countries where you can appreciate uh, history, but I think Europe, uh, it's uh, for what we represent part of our countries, maybe if I think also to the Greek culture, the Roman culture, the German culture, the British culture, and so, uh, so was. Uh, you mean diversity of the cultures now? Yes, yes, but at the same, okay, the diversity, but at the same time, uh, we built something together that has common basis. So, so what I like of Europe is the past. The history, the the thing that sometimes when I think uh, if I am an American or uh, I come from the new world, <laughs> really, like I'm in Italy or I come in another country in Europe to visit and I see so so many things from the past, uh, I will be shocked. Well, especially, so I really become... like uh, the yes from. Europe, I really like this thing that the history, the and which one? Every country where you go, you can find something different. Yeah, but you mean like very different, right? That yes, the each part of the Europe because Europe is so small, but still every single country has this differentiation based on their yeah. history and culture. Yes. So it's like, and I think it's, this is what I like about Europe as well, that like, you can literally go from one country to another and you are, you are completely in the whole different world, right? There is no, there is no, I think there is no unification in terms of the cultures, which is something that we also have a question later on about the identity so now I would like to ask you another question. Yes. Which is, when was the first time you started to think about the Europe as your home? And you can, well, the perspective, right? European Union, Europe, other countries, Eastern Partnership. No, the Europe as the community of the nations, let's say it like this. When was the first time? Or was there actually already sometime that you actually started to think more as a European rather than just Italian. Okay. Uh, uh, it's a funny story because uh, I think that uh, the first time that I felt European, I was in Brazil and I was 17 years old and I joined this uh, youth exchange, cultural exchange program in Brazil with other guys from Europe, from Belgium, France, uh, Norway, uh, I don't remember, maybe also uh, Germany. 
Okay, and I remember there was this day where we were like 15 guys of my same age. And we traveled around Brazil. And one day we stopped in this place and like there was like a, like a restaurant and there was this football field next to the restaurant. And these Brazilian guys asked us to play against them. Uh, and so when I ask the other guys, hey guys, uh, we can call our club, uh, <laughs> our football club, uh, the guy we can, they don't give me any answer. So I think I say, come on guys, we are the Europe, uh, Europe star team. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yes, it's a funny story, but from there I was, I could see, I can, I can say that, uh, from that is funny example was the first time that I felt European. And first European feeling, right? Yes, yes. I think this is, you know, with the yacht exchanges, I think this is one of the most amazing thing that you can do as a, let's say, European, because you see these so many different cultures and so many different opinions and so many different people. I mean, look at how we met, right? In a... <laughs> In the Turkey on an exchange, right? And I mean, we had the... Yeah. I think we had the, one of the most amazing times of our life. Just because we are so different, that at the same time we are so same, you know? At, 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 some, at some parts of our personalities. And I still remember, you know, I still remember until this day, the first time when I saw you, and you were, <laughs> you were telling me, with you, with you, I think... I think with you I shouldn't I shouldn't drink because you checks you are very dangerous. <laughs> and it was you know like you made a you made a joke, stereotypical joke, and as a, me as a Czech person, which there is this notion that Czech people don't really care about what other people think about them. Okay. We became very close friends just because of this, right? And this is I I, I mean I think this is one of the most beautiful things that we can consider yeah, right. as a Europeanism, right? Because if you go to the US, you don't see that much of a, let's say, that much of different opinions or different ideas, because it's it's it's, it's the US, right? So, so this is, I think, what really... And I think this is what we actually... There is this another question... What, in your opinion, are the characteristics of person who is considered as a European? So, what do you think is? What do you think? How would you define someone who is European? Europe. <clears throat> uh, a European is uh, is a person that uh, think for some really important topics like uh, I could say freedom of thinking, uh, freedom of uh, association, freedom of vote uh, are some principles that can European guy can share with other European guys and maybe it's something that uh, but it's really, really important. It's a thing that 
don't happen so much in other continents. If I compare, if I think also my experience. So for me, the European is a person that can can have a, can learn a lot from their past for building a, a future that is not only a future of how can I say of developing also or yes it could be a future of developing but not only in an economic way also in a human way so and maybe better than Europe for the humanistic uh, the human so you, rights and this thing uh, so you wanted to you want to say that for example, someone who is called European might be someone who is very empathic just because they, when they travel in different countries, they see so many differences and they yes, they get approached by that. I'd like uh, it to be like this. I think, you know, I think this is the, this is one of the, big issues nowadays which the Europe has to deal with which is should we go forward or should we move back but I think it's better to move forward but still you need to explain majority of the people why so another question do you think that the European Union this is going to be a little bit political question but not that much do you think that the European Union is important for the life of common Europeans Why? Yes. Why? Because uh, <clears throat> if you want from a practical view to join the European Union and share a political program together can uh, of course uh, improve the, the life of common people from a bureaucratic way for sure. Because more institution, I think, more control, so less paper. <laughs> from a practical, no, this is from a practical uh, view, and of course that can help. Uh, also, if I think about uh, youth exchange, this thing is an help for young people. One, a chance to travel for free. That is something that when I was me 18, it was not possible. And, no, and then also to share with other people and to understand that, uh, yes, uh, there are so many people that live in other country, but they are more, maybe a Czech guy could be more similar to me than... Uh, a friend from Azulo. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is what we actually also talk about in the previous uh, podcast. Oh, yes. Uh. That sometimes you share share more commonalities with someone who is 4,000 kilometers away from you than from s with someone who is like 4 meters away from you or 4 kilometers away yes, from yeah. you. So it's, you, you mean that it's important for the life of common Europeans in terms of having greater opportunity to expand your personal network of friends yeah. and getting more ideas and new ideas and better ideas. Yes, 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 of course. Um. So 
So then, do you think, as a Paolo, as Italian, uh-huh. and you Italians are very, you are well known for your <laughs> body language and <What>? okay, <laughs> and uh, also for your, you know, like the I think the identity, the Italian identity is very strong. It's very much embedded in the Italians. So, do you think that it's possible to actually have two identities? the one that you consider as Italian and the other one as being European? In my case, yes, it's not a problem. It's something that they can live together without any problem. And so, for example, is it for example for you because you lived abroad, no? Mm-hmm. Yes, in Germany. For how long? For two years. And when you come back to Italy, was it difficult for you to adapt? Well, yes, maybe the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, from I was living in Berlin, in Germany, so I was living in a big city. And come back to the countryside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning it was a shock, but... Uh, At the same time, uh, if you live in the countryside, maybe the human relation could be better. Maybe harder to start, but they can and you know, improve <laughs> in another way. And for example, from the, let's say, cultural point of view, it, was it difficult for yeah. you to, to... Was it difficult for you to connect with the people, let's say? Because for me, if I no. go back home to Czech Republic, sometimes I suffer in terms of the adaptation, but I think more time I switch between the cultures, then for me it's way more easier to actually, you know, like, not just to adapt, but also to connect with people from different countries, right? Like for me, when I went to Hungary for project, for me it was very easy to connect with, basically from, with all the participants, because they were from the countries that I've been to. So I did something that was very popular in their country or very typical for the country, right? Like saying the Turkish word for brother, you know, and they, they are like, wow. And I then coming back to the Czech Republic, I think this is also, I think that's why you can have two identities. Or this is yes, how. And, yes, and also, but you know, I think that... Uh, depend which person are you. If you are an open mind person that is uh, angry of knowing something different, knowing something new that is not only the three things that go around you every day. So when you, you have this kind of mentality, I think that it's only nice when happens something like uh, knowing person from from abroad, from something that maybe is not so different from you but it's always something uh, fresh new and in my opinion in my case uh, me i like really a lot this kind of thing maybe for this i'm doing also my job with refugees because <laughs> i like a lot to <clears throat> to connect with other culture with other people because you always learn something new yes 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 and this is i think this is what actually makes you a little bit divided in a sense that I think especially for you because you actually need to 
be able to switch between the cultures now on a daily basis because you are dealing with the Italians, let's say, Mm -hmm. or interacting, and at the same time you are interacting with the people who doesn't have these customs of being Italian, right? Which I think this is also something... I think this is where does the curiosity actually come from, you know, of needing to knowing more, because I think more you explore different opinions, different cultures, different whatever, then I think you need more. It's like, like for me, it's like drug, you know, in a way that because I learned something new from someone else from different country, I need to know more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and fun. then we have this perfect question, which I think <laughs> your is it, it's going to be your favorite, fa- favorite as well. And that is, what is your funniest <laughs> memory? <laughs> that, that you can relate to Europe. Uh, uh, can you repeat, please? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But... What is your funniest memory that you can relate to Europe? Ah, yeah, to Europe. Let <laughs> <laughs> uh, me. <maybe laughs> funny experience. Uh, <laughs> um, also, if it was not in uh, Europe by Turkey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's still you can still relate it to Europe. Now, the funniest thing that happened to me, to me Europe, it's uh, I think uh, was when uh, when I arrived in Berlin at the beginning because. Uh, I was walking uh, along the street and, and I was living there since three months. And you know the Germans usually are really quiet. Uh, <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't create any noise. And I was walking and uh, in front of me arrived this man and started to shout in German. And, and you know, when the Germans scream, fuckers. <laughs> it's really afraid it's, uh, it's really scary it's uh, say what <laughs> and then look at me I start to scream on me in German and uh, shooting <laughs> I cannot speak German and then I think that he told me a lot of bad things, but it was so, you know, so theatrical. So with this high voice that, uh, yes, it's for me, it's my funniest. <laughs> and you started to, you started to talk with your hands, no? In order yeah, yeah, yeah. For defending me from the <laughs> old <the> German man. <laughs> then we have, we have these two bonus questions for you and the first one of course it's what is one thing that you in your opinion what is the one thing that you think in your opinion has your country contributed with to the European heritage a part of the (laughs) you have one hour free please Uh, I think it because you know Italy is <laughs> <laughs> a big heritage uh, but I'm really proud that Italy 
it's one of the first members of the European Union. Mm-hmm. And the first uh, assignment of uh, agreement between the base of the European Union was uh, signed in Rome. So, <laughs> so this is something that... Ah, yes, it's, it's important. Uh, I think that uh, what the contribution of Italy to Europe... From, let's say, from cultural point of view. From cultural point of view. Okay, except the uh, general stuff like opera or uh, <laughs> or this thing uh, or food, no? What? Eh? No, okay, the food. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's obvious, you know. On, like we don't even consider it as a. <laughs> okay, but I think, for example. Uh, if I think about Leonardo, uh-huh. uh, his genius at the end give to Italy, but also to the rest of the humanity. So maybe this is uh, the contribution for me more important. Uh, maybe so uh, we give you Leonardo to all <laughs> Europeans. <laughs> so it's our gift for you. <laughs> no, and then uh, maybe also one thing really important is also the the law system, because if you think that the law system uh, is based on the Roman law system, and the most part of European countries now, their right is based on the Roman law. So maybe this could be a a good contribution. And and then we can continue, then we can continue to the Julius Caesar and... (laughs) Uh, Yes, okay, yes. So the last question. I don't want to be a cliche. So. <laughs> <laughs> the last question. Where do you see Europe in ten years? Ten years. I hope uh, really that that project of. United States of Europe can maybe ten years is is not so much, but maybe in ten years it could be the first new beginning with new things that we can share. Maybe something something like Europe was before. Now we need something more that it could be like uh, why not? For example, the defense. Why we cannot create a, a European army? I think that uh, our lesson we learn uh, <laughs> a lot of times. 70, 70 years ago. So well, I think not I think just that could be maybe yes. One. I think not just seventy years ago, right? I think the Europe. I think the Europe, no, Europe. was sorry not the only one, but I think Europe as continent suffered a lot throughout the whole history Mm -hmm. of times, right? Because it's not just the first, second world war, but it's also 30 years war, the kingdoms against the kingdoms, the... Mm -hmm. So I think it's like there is no way, I think there is no way back, so I think we should just keep moving forward, but also in a way not to become too extreme, you know? Because this is something... 
this is something yeah, that for, we should. Yeah, for, for example, uh, something that Europe was great, uh, it's what the European countries learn from, also from the last conflicts. But what they create after for saving the peace, for for create something for the European Union. I think it's one of the achievements to create the European Union was to totally avoid another chance of war between a European country. So also this is uh, this project uh, <laughs> uh, <you laughs> until, know, until now fortunately go well. So And you know I also think that Europe just needs time, right? Needs time, yeah, needs, yeah. needs new generations of people mm -hmm. who are actually aware of the European Union and European culture because For example, if I ask my family what is European Union for them, they 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 will not tell you anything apart of what they saw in the TV in one minute short video, right? So I think yeah. this is also, and that's why I wouldn't really push that hard as nowadays people are like, let's create United States of Europe, let's create, no, not at all, just like, let's wait, calm down, work hard in order to really build the structure, the basics for moving on. Because if you look in the US, what happened in the US? The US was, they started in the with the signing of the Constitution 1787, and then, like, not 80 years later, they had a civil war. Yeah, right? that's right. And I'm not saying that there is going to be civil war, but just, like, look how much time the US needed to become... One state. Uh, yes, United States of America. <laughs> so I think I think this yes. is also we should keep in mind and just like slow down because even though we live in a very fast world, this is something that we should not push that hard on. And I think by this, when we are creating a friendships with people from different countries, this is where we are actually building the basics of the European Union, right? Because yeah. I think... In, there is not many parts of the there is not many parts of the human history where we could see people in Europe having friends from all around the Europe there was there were times right but it was on a limited it was on a limited scale and nowadays you see through the Erasmus through the exchanges and it's becoming just a whole European thing yes that's right and how how this project work to create the European consciousness. Yeah. And uh, I was really surprised how work your uh, your relation in uh, because I think uh, it's I did like three four projects, not so many, but uh, until now I keep friendship with many people that I knew only for seven days. So it's really nice. It's really nice because uh, this is show you that uh, you are expecting from them. So, so it's nice. Thank you, Paolo, for your time that you made. Prego. <laughs>
Grazie, grazie. <laughs> grazie. And Thank you very much, Matei. Is there something that you would like to add? I mean, people will hear from you in the future because you, as a co-host of this show, is, are you are going to be a part of this podcast as well. So what would you like to add? Is there anything that you would like to add? One simple statement. And I know it might be a problem for you as a, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> as a someone who who is the member of the culture where people like to talk a lot, but... <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I hope really that I could help uh, in this project, maybe also with my experience, with my funny way to speak. And <laughs> I don't know, honestly, because it's a new idea. So, you know, like a new idea, I don't know really well now, but I'm trying to to know and so when I try to know then the ideas come in my mind so for sure uh, I will have soon some improve some improvement from from me so thank you Matei and thank you Paolo and with that we are ending our second episode of the common European podcast thank you And welcome. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to our next episode of the common Sorry, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Of the okay, common okay. European <laughs> podcast. The only podcast from <laughs> No, this is going to be good, you know. Hello everyone and welcome to our next episode of the Common Europeans podcast. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. <laughs> we are...